man, it's a hot one. So why don't you find someplace cool to relax a bit and listen to episode number 14 of the Seasonal Anime Checkup. Hello, I'm Jared, your host, and we're going to talk about some dang old anime. We're going to recap some of the shows I watched in spring, take a look forward to summer, and that's pretty much all we're going to do, basically. Welcome. This is a podcast where we talk about anime each quarter, four times a year, and you can find it exclusively at seasonalanimecheckup.com slash podcast, or on iTunes or Google Play if you search for Seasonal Anime Checkup. So as we said in the in the opening, we're going to talk about some anime. Let's talk about Spring 2017, which is actually a little bit of a lighter load than usually I take for, for these episodes. Five shows, that's all we're going to talk about today. Usually it's a little bit more than that, but you know for some reason it was just like, hey, here's these five shows I'm going to watch. I had more at the beginning, but it kind of just whittled its way down to five. That's what we're going to talk about. Let's start off with the first show that we're going to talk about. Anonymous Noise, a.k.a. Fuku Minkei Noise. So this show, I think, has the same problem that a lot of anime adaptations of manga have, especially shoujo shows, where they adapt the show for basically a one-season run, 12 to 13 episodes, give or take, and that's basically like a tiny, tiny chunk of the story. So by the end of it, you're basically like, well, nothing has been resolved, and I really don't know what's going to happen. Like, I'm only getting, like, a brief taste of the story, and then that's pretty much going to be it, because more than likely, this isn't going to get adapted for a second season, or if they do another form of media for it, it'll be like a live-action show, and you'll just have to rewatch the same thing over and over again, and even that might not get the full story. The same thing basically happens with this show. And it had a lot of, like, weird issues as well. I think, like, the art style was kind of strange in and of itself, where, like, they had... All the characters had, like, huge eyes, where it was kind of as if they were from, like, a 90s show that was just unearthed and put out in 2017. I didn't like a lot of the characters either. Like, the main two guy interests in this show were all just jerks. Like, by the end of it, you're just kind of like, I hope this girl doesn't end up with either of them, because they kind of both suck. And they're real manipulative. And, like, you can do a lot better. I think one of the the things that, like, did interest me with the show is that, like, it was a music-based show kind of crossed with shoujo. So, like, there was a bunch of, like, original songs that they made because, like, the show was basically wrapped around bands and all that sort of stuff. And the music was fine. So, like, that was a one big plus about it. But really, other than that, like, I mean, drama-wise, it was okay. Like I said, like, the characters weren't that great. And then by the end of it, it's like, well, nothing is resolved at all. Like, we're basically back at square one with a little bit, like, a little bit past square one, I guess to say, because, you know, they all are kind of, like, interacting with each other. But it's nothing, nothing is solved. By the end of it, Nino's just like, well, I'm going to keep going for this guy, like, because that's just what I'm doing. And it's, it's like, why bother? Why? So, like, it, it was definitely an underwhelming ending to the show and just like it really kind of hampered the entire season as well because like what did I spend 12 episodes 12 weeks watching this for it to to end in that way and just to be left unsatisfied which is like I said earlier like that's a problem with a lot of these adaptations is that you're not going to get the full story 
you're not going to see like a show go the entire gamut of a, of a manga or light novels run unless it gets really popular. Like with a lot of these shows, like it's going to be like, Hey, it's a one and done. And that's all you get, which is very unfortunate. It's just a, I know it's something that's not going to change in the industry particularly, but it is a bad way to consume these types of shows just because like, you know, you're going to spend 12 weeks or six hours if you binge watched it, I guess that would be for, for 12 episodes and really like you kind of just waste your time unfortunately what do we have next what do we have next my hero academia aka boku no hero academia the second season of that which going off of the first season which was fantastic in and of itself like the second season definitely had a lot to live up to and i think it definitely has lived up to the hype that the first season gave it uh, the the first half of the second season basically focused around the athletic festival and also kind of helped flesh out a bunch of the other characters that you see in in that class, which definitely helped, especially because, like, you know, with the different events they had, like, you could put a focus on different individual characters other than your main characters, per se, which that especially helped when they got to the tournament aspect of the show. And so you got to see, like, Todoroki and his father have like their clash and like understand the backstory behind them, which that was a big main focus behind this first half of the second season, which was a very interesting like aspect of the show. It's a great show, especially just because like, you know, it's a good action show. Like all the action, action scenes are just very well done and animated. And also just like, it does drama just exceptionally well where it, You'll be like, oh, man, this action scene is real good. And then, like, the next 30 seconds, like, I'm trying not to cry. <laughs> this is real emotional. I'm very excited to see, like, the rest of this second season, just see, like, what unfolds. I, like, I just started reading the manga, and I haven't, like, caught up to where the anime is, particularly right now. Cause I'm not, I guess I'm kind of, like, trying not to, which is kind of weird because I've done it for other shows and it's been fine. But I'm this show just continues to be very, very good another basically it'll be another contender for anime of the year most likely i think like last season was i think it was 2016 probably anyways yeah the first half of the second season has just been as good as the first maybe even better in some aspects so really looking forward to seeing what happens down the road in summer season with the latter half of the second season sakura quest which is from pa works i think kind of i think some some of the team behind shirabako which, having that, like, as its lineage, I mean, like, the shows really aren't connected at all, besides, like, oh, it's five girls in this one and five girls in this one. The stories, like, none of those characters intermingle or anything like that, so, like, they're not connected stories or anything. But having that lineage of being, like, oh, this is from that same animation studio who made, like, one of the best animes, I think, of all time. Like, you kind of have this feeling of, like, you're going to uh, you're gonna compare the two shows, which is completely unfair, and you sh- you totally shouldn't which I kind of did find myself doing at time to time, which, like I said, you shouldn't. Like, they're different shows, despite the fact that, like, they look similar. They're from the same animation studio, and I think from some, like, the same uh, producers and directors, maybe something like that. Uh, Soccer Request is, is very good. I don't know, maybe necessarily, if it's as good as Shirabako. Obviously, this, this season hasn't concluded yet. There's still the second half of the first season to go. But this show has been very good up until this point. Uh, I think the first half of the sh- of the season really helped, re- really did a good job of like defining each of the five girls, like giving them their own little arcs in this first half of the season, and just did a good job of just being like you know 
of showing just like how they're they go from strangers to working together to being friends all the while trying to rebuild this small town which is not easy in and of itself especially with like how the last episode episode 13 was where it's like oh we're gonna have like this film crew come out and show off like oh you guys are rebuilding the town trying to make it better trying to get more people into it but really we're going to do our own thing kind of screw you guys over and show it in the way we want to not the way you want to and just completely kind of ruin things for them it's very good drama i'm very excited to see how the the second half of the first season goes just don't compare to shirobaku probably i i i definitely need to not do that either um there was definitely a time where like i kind of like took a break from watching it for some reason i don't know why but it's like i just started collecting up where i was just, like i just hadn't watched it and then i just like rewatched. like i finished i caught up with it essentially and it was like oh right this show's really good why did i do this so yeah you should uh if you're a fan of shirobaku i think you will definitely like the show as well and just also like it's a very good show in and of itself so like even if you haven't watched Shirobako, you should probably watch this one as well. Tiger Mask W finished its its long three three trio season. It went through three seasons, basically. For one season. It's kinda complicated. I love Tiger Mask W. I think that's I if you've been listening to the show for the past like two episodes and you've heard me talk about this show, like it's great. Like legitimately maybe one of the best things in terms of wrestling that I've watched in years like bar done it's just fantastic like I'm, I'm gonna write something about it and I think that's why I don't want to like talk about it at length in this per se because I want to do like a big thing about the entire show itself but the the latter third of the season was great I thought like the the ending episodes where they finally had the big match between Tiger Mask and Tiger the Great were fantastic i love how they kind of incorporated the tiger mask w into the show at the very end as well and even like the finale episode which was kind of like its own little goofy thing which is which felt kind of weird that they were doing especially coming off of like the big dramatic uh finish of the penultimate episode but like i think that episode in and of itself kind of summed up like why tiger mask w was good like it had great comedy it had good drama uh all those characters are just real fun and it's just like it does a lot of things fun with wrestling that I think modern day wrestling kind of doesn't do depending on, like, depending on where you go. Cause like there's a lot of good wrestling out there. Like you don't have to be stringent to WWE and all that. But like as someone who's watched wrestling for like my entire life, like, you know, I've been burnt out on it for quite a bit for a while now, but this show was just like, it kind of just reinvigorated everything about wrestling that I like in me. And it was just fantastic. Like, I can't say more glowing things about it. It's just so good. And I'm going to write something about it. So, like, look forward to that on the website, seasonalanimecheckup.com, in the near future. And then, finally, we're going to talk about the, probably the show of the season for me. So the surprise hit of the season, kind of, as well. Tsukiga Kirei, the most basic shoujo of basic shoujos. This show, like, I was like, okay, this is going to be some good shoujo. And that's kind of like what I'm looking for. This show might literally be the best shoujo I've watched or read ever. Honest to God. like, And, and like we were talking about with Anonymous Noise, like this show doesn't do the thing where it's like, oh, it's adapting uh, a story and then basically you're only getting a fraction 
of that story, which I don't, let me look up here and see if this was, okay, this wasn't adapted from anything. I think that's kind of the, the key point is that it wasn't like an adaption of a manga or a light novel or a show itself. Like it's its own thing. It's its own story made to be, const- to be fit into like 12 episodes essentially. And they get their story in their entire story in and you're not left like unsatisfied by the end of it. And that really, really, really helps like this genre specifically so that like you know the show's good you have your ending and all of that and by the end of it you're like okay i have a resolution and i'm satisfied and the show does a good job in all of that like you have your your intense drama like one episode like i think it was like episode number 10 or something where it was like oh are these are these two gonna like break up or something and like i was having feelings of like when i've had that same like problem in like in in real life like those same feelings like that, the show gave me those, and like that's never happened before. Like it was that intense. And one of the funny things is, is like the director of the show is the same director who did the Persona Four animes and the Danganronpa animes. Like, that's insane. Which, which also might just prove like why this show has such good drama as well. Like, because if anyone's gonna know good drama, it's gonna be that guy. So, this show is just fantastic. Like bar none. If if you like, if you like romance, you like shoujo, you need you like drop everything and watch the show right now. Like you need to watch it. It's that good, that good. For more information about this show, check out episode number thirty of the seasonal anime checkup OVA, where we go very in depth into the show itself, episode by episode, which you can find at seasonalanimecheckup.com or on iTunes or Google Play by searching seasonal anime checkup OVA. And that's basically all the shows I've watched. In terms of like backlog stuff, there's um there's a few episodes of the Season Anime Checkup OVA, which is the other podcast I do, which is weekly. And you can check out that, which is at seasonalanimecheckup.com or sac.cool or on iTunes or Google Play. And we did a couple of episodes on um, the first two parts of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, the dubbed version, which they showed on Toonami. Uh, we talked about Your Name, the hit movie. I recently did an episode on Sakamoto Deska, which we talked about last year, and I think that's it. That might be it. Either way, uh, go check out that podcast if you want to hear some more information about different animes that might be backlogish types of things as well. Uh, like I said, over at SeasonalAnimeCheckup.com, SEC.cool, or search on iTunes or Google Play for Seasonal Anime Checkup OVA, and you'll you'll find it there. Uh, like, comment, subscribe, all that fun stuff. Let's talk about summer. It's hot. There you go. Summer anime, 2017. There's a lot of shows. We're going to talk about all of them. Starting with 18 If from Gonzo. Haruto Sugishiro wakes up in a dream world and sees a mysterious girl named Lily. Following this, he meets a man named Kanzaki and learns of the existence of witches. Which, from here on, entangles him in all sorts of incidents. Maybe don't put witches and then witch right afterwards. It's a little fun wordplay. Action heroine cheer fruits from Deo Medea. The year 20XX. You know, that's good. An action heroine warring states... An action heroine warring states, period. Okay. The action heroine trend had started with a small festival creating a local heroine fighter themed after the local area. The action charmed the audience and led to the project gaining huge popularity. A local heroine boom took off. Many municipalities began producing stage shows for the hometown heroines and a rivalry developed between them. 
The heroin shows vying for popularity began to appear on a nationally popular ranking program broadcast nationwide. The action heroines aspire to earn the love of everyone, not learn. Ballroom A Yokoso from Production IG. I think this is Welcome to the Ballroom, in case Ballroom wasn't (laughs) enough of a tip-off there. Fujita has drifted through middle school aimlessly, unable to find friends or anything that can hold his attention. Then, one day, he's attacked by a gang and saved by a mysterious man. But this isn't a karate master, it's a ballroom dance instructor. Reluctantly, Fujita takes a few beginner's classes only to find his inspiration, an entrancing teenage dance prodigy named Shizuku. It's Fujita's first step into the high-octane world of competitive dance. I feel like I've seen like the same audience who liked um, Yuri on Ice, who's been kind of like hyped for that. Which probably means I'm not going to watch it, because, like, you know, my my feelings of Yuri on Ice have kind of been documented on this podcast, where I was like, that show was okay. I don't think it was as good as a lot of people thought it was, but, eh. Battle Girl High School from Silverlink. It's the year 2045. The world has been contaminated, contaminated by the Irusu invaders, and humans find themselves contained. Or, yeah, contained. I thought it said, like, contaminated or something. Standing boldly against these invaders are bullet... Or but ordinary girls, the Shinjugamine Girls Academy is a school for these Hoshimori Star Guardians destined to fight the Irosu. Centaur no Nayami from Ernon Animation Company. Himeno is a sweet, shy girl who struggles with the high school life. The difference is, she's a centaur, but she's not alone. In fact, all of her classmates are supernatural creatures, sporting horns, wings, tails, halos, or some other unearthly unearthly body appendage. Yet despite their fantastical natures, Himeno and her best friends are down-to-earth, fun-loving teenagers who grapple with issues of love and life. Cleo no Akari from Drop. I want to say that's how you pronounce that first word. C-L-I-O-N-E. The story centers around an illness-stricken, constantly bullied orphan girl named Minori. After one rainy day, she doesn't turn up at school, having been admitted into a hospital in a distant town. Two months pass, and the girl's two school friends... Takashi and Kyoko receive a mysterious email with no sender listed. The email reveals a summer festival taking place at a nearby town. Dive, with two exclamation points, from Zero-G. The series revolves around the Mizuki Diving Club, which is on the verge of closing down after having financial troubles. The club's new coach persuades the the club's parent company to stay open on one condition, that the club sends one of its members to next year's Olympics as part of Japan's Olympic team. Totally doable. Fate Apocrypha. This is about the Shakespeare Apocrypha, where you're going to learn about, you know, all those uh, plays that people think were written by him, but probably weren't. Actually, that's not true. I just want to get my Shakespeare joke in for the episode. This is from A1 Pictures. There was once a holy grail war waged by mages and heroic spirits in a town of Fuyuki. However, one mage took advantage of the chaos of World War II to steal a holy grail. Several decades have passed in the Igdemillenia family who took upon the Holy Grail as a, as a symbol, defected from the Mages Association. Furious, the association sent forces to deal with the Millennia and were defeated. With the Holy Grail system changed, war at an unprecedented scale breaks out. Gamers from Pine Jam. Oh boy. Centering on the gaming lives of various high school students who play games, including Keita Amano, a lonely young man who loves video games, Karen Tendo, the beautiful president of the video game club, Chiaki Hoshinomori, who constantly fights with Keita, and Tatsuku Uihara, who puts on the facade of being satisfied with his real, with his life in the real world, but in truth, he loves video games. Can't believe that show's just going to teach people how to hate women and all that stuff. 
because it's called Gamers. Hajimete no Gal from Naz or NAZ. The romantic comedy begins with Junichi Jun Hashiba, an uncool high school student who frets about wanting to lose his virginity. Oh boy. Egged on by his friends, Jun goes on his knees and, and confesses his love to a classmate named Yukana Yame. The confession surprisingly works and the couple goes out. However, Jun finds himself in uncharted waters with Yame, a trendy and fashionably conscious gal. Hinalaji from Luck and Logic from Dogakobo. The main center series centers on Linus Yelostratova. That's a that's a name. Wow, the naive princess of a small nation who goes on who goes to Hokkaido to enter ALCA, an educational institution dedicated to teaching logicalistics. Logicalists, <laughs> okay, who uphold world peace. Linus enters Class S and encounters many unique classmates, including logicalist Nina Alexdravania. Those are some last names. Hitorijima My Hero. The story involves Kensuke's brother Kosuke Oshiba and friend Mashihiro Setagawa from Hitajura or Hitajima Hitorijima boyfriend. <laughs> I can't I can't say words apparently. Isakai Shokudo from Silverlink. Link, not Length. At the bottom floor of the building with a dog signboard in the shopping district near the office street, there lies a cafeteria called Yoshiko no Nekoya, open for 50 years and has satisfied the various salarymen from nearby offices. Despite it being a Western cuisine cafeteria, it also provides other varieties and menus. For the people of the certain world, it's their one and only special cafeteria. There is, however, one secret to Nekoya. The cafeteria is closed to the public every Saturday in order to make way for special guests. Isakai was smartphone to Tomoni from Production Read. Toya Mochizuki was accidentally killed, and as an apology, God allows him to be reborn in a fantasy world and will grant him one wish he desires. And so Toya chooses to keep his smartphone in the next world, and in his second chance in life, he befriends many important figures and comes across the world's secret. He inherits the legacy of an ancient civilization and travels along nonchalantly while possessing powers that rival this world's kings. All right. Jigoku Shoujo Yoi no Toki from Studio Dean, the fourth TV series of Jigoku Shoujo. Jikan no Shihaisha from Project Number Nine. The story centers on Kronos rulers, those who fight the time-eating demons to appear when people wish they could turn back time. That's a phrase. The Kronos rulers fight a time manipulation battle against these demons. Kake Gururi from MAPPA. Hayakayo Private Academy, an institution for the privilege with a very peculiar curriculum. It's not athletic prowess or book smarts that keeps you ahead. It's reading your opponent. What better way to hone those skills than with a rigorous curriculum of gambling? Here the winners live like kings and the losers are put through the ringer. Katsugeki Token Ronbo from UFO Table. The year is 1863. The tumultuous samurai era is coming to an end. Japan is split between the pro-shogunate and the anti-shogunate factions. The fate of the world is threatened as an army of historical revolution rev revisionists are sent from the future to alter the course of history. In order to bring those forces down and protect the real history, two sword warriors' spirits who are swords brought to life by Saniwa Sage rush to Edo with the lively gang of warriors to confront the invaders. 
Kapeki Danshi Aoyama-kun from Studio Hibari. Aoyama, the handsome young soccer genius that's a representative of Japan. His playstyle is cleanliness. He doesn't tackle and doesn't head the ball. If he's doing a throw-in, he'll only do it if he's wearing gloves. So this show has been compared to Sakamoto Deska, and... Or at least they're trying to be like, hey, if you like that show, you'll probably like this. So I guess I'm curious about it, but, like... I mean, Sakamoto Deska was the best anime of 2016. Let me remind you. So, like, that's, that's some big hole, big shoes to fill there. Knights and Magic from 8-Bit. In the story, a Japanese mecha otaku dies in a car accident, and his soul is reincarnated into another world as Ernesti Echevadia. Iru Iru inherits memories and interests from his previous life and aims to be the pilot of the Silhouette Knight, a large humanoid weapon that really exists in this world. Koitu Uso from Leiden Films. Lies are forbidden and love more so. In the near future, when you turn 16, you are assigned a marriage partner by the government. Yukari Nejima is a below-average 15-year-old, but in, with it, but in within him hides a heart burning with passion. In this world in which love is forbidden, what will happen to him? So this is a manga I've been reading, and I think what makes this, like, interesting, at least for the show, is, like, each manga chapter is, like, literally five pages long. So I guess, like, they could go technically quite a bit of ways with the show, but also, like, the manga doesn't really seem like it's close to being over, maybe it it kind of is kind of going towards a resolution, which I'm not really a big fan of, but I doubt they're going to get there, and I don't really know where they're going to like have a stopping point for this, so it's going to be intriguing, to say the least. Konbini Karashi from Studio Piro. Six students are each getting on with their lives, and all of them will visit the nearby convenience store, after, convenience store after school. Each goes there for different reasons, to eat ice cream after club activities, to get the latest issue of this week's game magazine, to purchase ingredients, to meet friends, or to stock up on their favorite food. The convenience store becomes a place that they can relax and make small memories. Made in Abyss from Kinema Citrus The Abyss is the last unexplored place in the world. Strange and wonderful creatures roam within, and it is full of precious relics that pres present humans can't recreate. Those that dare to explore the depths are known as cave raiders. An orphan girl named Rico lives on the on the rim. Her dream is to become a cave raider like her mother and solve the mysteries of the cave system. One day, Rico starts exploring the caves and discovers a robot who resembles a human boy. Mahojin Guru Guru from Production IG is a new adaptation of the Mahojin Guru Guru manga. Marvel Future Adventures from Madhouse. It's a, it's anime Avengers. That's pretty much all we need. Nanamaro Sanbatsu from TMS Entertainment. As soon as he entered high school, the first-year student, Koshiyama Shiki, was invited to the mysterious quiz study group led by his senior. What will Shiki run into while being dragged along by his classmate Mari into the dazzling world of competitive quizzes? <laughs> New Game from Dogakobo is the second season of New Game. Orari Monogatari GE from Shaft is the third season of the Monogatari series second half. Princess Principal from Studio 3HZ. The spy action series follows five girls in 19th century London, a city within the Albion Kingdom divided into east and west by a large wall. The girls serve as undercover spies enrolled as students at the prestigious Queen's Mayfair School. The girls make use of their individual abilities to remain active in the underground world of disguise, espionage, infiltration, and car chases. Sayuki Reload Blast. At last, the Sanzo Party has arrived in India. In this foreign land where the anomaly's influence runs rampant, their battles only heighten in their violence. 
and also awaiting them in their tragic fate from 500 years ago. What will they find at the end of their journey, of their long and treacherous journey? Senkai Zesho Senfogir AXZ from Satellite is the fourth season of the Senfogir series. Shokoko no Altair from MAPPA. For generations, the Turkai Deviete and the Baldrian Empire have stood in stern opposition to each other. Then one night, when an imperial minister is found assassinated, the two nations are plunged into a potentially explosive situation. As the generals of Turkai's council cry for war, Mahmud comes to discover the devious truth behind the assassination. Thus, the young Pasha's battle for his country, peace, and trust in his fellow man begin. Tenshi no 3P from production number 9. Kyo Mikai Mikui is a high school student who tends to skip school due to trauma in his past. Kyo secretly creates songs using vocal software synthesis software, vocal song synthesis software as his hobby. Three girls who just entered fifth grade, the Cryberry Jun Junton Gotao, the strong-willed Nozomi Zomi Momijidani, and the somewhat sleepy Sora Ku Kanashiro, who takes life at her own pace. Email Kyo. These three girls who were raised together like sisters since childhood want Kyo to help them break into music. The Reflection, Wave 1, from Studio Dean. After the Reflection, some of the people in all parts of the world are discovered with superpowers. Some become heroes and other villains. How did the Reflection happen? What was the cause of it? With many unsolved mysteries, the world is led into turmoil. Vatican Keseki Chos Chosaken from JC Staff. Centering on Hiraga Joseph Ko, a genius scientist and Robert Nicholas, an archives and cryptanalysis expert, the two work as a team at the Vatican's Miracle Examiners, traveling the world to investigate the authenticity of claims of miracles. Yokai Apartment no Yuga no Erna Nichijo from Shin A Animation. Yushi Inaba, a 16-year-old boy whose parents died three years ago, he moved into his uncle's house but resolved to move into a dormitory in high school. Plans changed when the dormitory burned down. He eventually finds a cheap apartment, but discovers too late that the apartment is a home to supernatural creatures such as ghosts, yokai, and mononoke, and his daily life becomes embroiled in the eccentric apartment. Yokoso Jitsuryoko Shijo Shugi no Kyoshitsu E from Lursh. That is a mouthful of a title. Kodo Ikusei, senior high school, a, a leading school with the state of the art facilities. The students there have the freedom to wear any hairstyle and bring any personal effects they desire. Kodo Kusei is like a utopia, but the truth is that only the most superior students receive fa favorable treatment. And that's all the shows. Here's your leftovers going on into summer. We got My Hero Academia Season 2, Panpaka Pants Onusan, Recreators, Sagrada Reset, Soccer Quest, Shingeki no Bahamut, Virgin Soul, and Sin Nanatsu no Taizai Zengaroku. We've got some TV shorts. We've got Aho Girl, Ikimen Sangoku Tokei o Kakarokoe, Kaito Cross Ansa, Musei Kienin, Galaxy Tyler, Netsuzo Trap, Nora to Ojo to Noraneko Heart, Pico Taro no Lullaby Lullaby. <laughs> Skirt no Naku wa Katamano Deshita, TQ9, Surazura Children, which I've also kind of started reading, which I think that fits better as a TV short, because like all of those are little shorthand little stories. 
and then Yamai Shibai 5. And then some movies. Another Digimon Adventure Try movie will be hitting. There's a free movie, two Haikyuu movies, Sound Euphonia movie, a No Game No Life movie, a Pokemon movie, and then some OVAs and such. The Card Captor Sakura Clear Card Prologue will be out sometime during summer. Which is basically, I think, takes place before the uh, Clear Card manga arc takes place. So it's like nothing going to spoil that because I think that they're doing an anime for that anyways. What was the Gundam Twilight Axis, which is a weird show because it's like two minutes an episode. It's strange. And also there'll be like some more Gundam Thunderbolts episodes, which are which that show is still going. It's still very good. Let's take a brief, quick look at Default and see if there's anything cool that will be happening. Actually, I know there's some cool things happening there. Uh, March comes in like a lion season two. The Code Realize anime will be happening, which <laughs> my seasonal anime checkup OVA co-host and lady I'm is very excited for that. Uh, Himoto Yamaro-chan season two. What else we got here? Osamatsu-san season two. Love Life Sunshine season two. Pop Team Epic. Like. Uh, Food Wars Season 3, I guess? I didn't realize that was on the third season. I thought it was two. There's some uh, crazy stuff <laughs> happening in fall, which I think is good because like, it kind of has felt like spring and summer, at least from reading it to an extent. Hasn't really felt that like impactful or great at all or anything like that. Like, There's been good shows, but it's not been like a lot of good shows. Like It's been like here and there. So I hope summer, like, there's some good shows that, like, pop up and in a way that I'm not expecting, per se. And we can't go to winter yet because, like, that's just not applicable. There's no 2018 option, basically. Anyways, that's going to do it for episode 14 of the Season Anime Checkup. We looked back at spring, we took a look at summer, and yeah, so basically I will be back around the around fall, so I'll be like, what, when do we usually do one of these, like October? I think that's when? I think that's when like fall stuff and all that stuff starts. So yeah, look forward to that. Uh, head over to SeasonalAnimeCheckup.com or SAC.cool for more information. You can check out more episodes of this podcast by going to SeasonalAnimeCheckup.com slash podcast. Or going to iTunes or Google Play, check out the Seasonal Anime Checkup OVA. It's also on there on the website as well and on iTunes and Google Play. Uh, look forward to some writings and stuff on there. Like I said, we're gonna, I'm going to do a Tiger Mask W write-up about the entire series and just kind of like saying like why I thought that show was great and everything. And yeah, look, look forward to more episodes of the Seasonal Anime Checkup OVA as well. Those are happening weekly every Saturday at noon Eastern Standard Time is when those go up. And yeah, we'll uh, we'll reconvene when fall is ready to cool everything down and blast us with a lot of sequel anime, essentially. So yeah, look forward to that, and uh, see you next time on the Seasonal Anime Checkup. <laughs>